We did it. We hosted a Disney sing-along party with 100% of the proceeds going to the Children's Wish Foundation. We're going to debrief about the party, our final thoughts on organization, tell you about the family we helped, and chat with Tammy about our final donation number. Spoiler alert, we beat our goal. If this is your first time listening to our crazy idea, you might want to go back to episode one to figure out what we're talking about. All right, let's talk about our day. All right. So I think where we need to start is personal takeaways. We talked a little bit about that at the very beginning, kind of why we were doing this and what we hoped to get out of it. But in the end, where did that end up? So Selena, maybe you can take it away first. What did you get out of this event and what were you hoping to get out of it and how did it match up? It had been a while for me since I had done a kind of charity event and I really felt like it was time. And I just like felt so overwhelmed by the support that we found when we started this and the support that we had on the day of and even like the support that we're still getting afterwards, like people coming up to us that we know that said, what a great event. Like I personally have seen a few of the people that attended at other events since and just coming up and telling us how amazing it was. I think while it was happening, I had that like jittery anxiety feeling, even though, even though I knew things were going to work out, like I still was kind of nervous because I mean, who are we to put on something like this? So when it all like was said and done, I just, it just felt awesome. Like it's so simple to just kind of package it up, but like it really felt awesome. What about you? Well, I, um, I guess I, I, I approached it from a little bit of a different angle. I mean, it was, it was, you know, I wanted to have this event that my daughter could go to, but then it became something a little bit more. It became about, you know, getting involved and giving back and seeing the need that was there. And then <laughs> this is where, this is where my pessimism comes in. <laughs> um, but all I can think of now is, well, uh, it's not enough. I mean, I know there's so much need out there. Yeah. Um, and it's not just this, this um, Children's Wish Foundation, which does great work, but I mean, there's lots of other people that need help and lots of other organizations that need support. So, this is where I almost get depressed about the whole thing. Cause, <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> one, it's over. And two, I mean, there's so much left still to do. Like, even we'll talk about the, the Wish family in a little bit, mm-hmm. but where they told us the average wish for the Children's Wish Foundation is $10,000. Mm-hmm. And our goal was a t- like was a 20th of that Mm -hmm. like initially yeah uh, a 20th to a 10th i mean that's just a drop in the bucket and and (laughs) my Uh, god we have to do one of these every week (laughs) okay i don't think that's possible but um like i guess you could take your pessimism and maybe see it as like a bunch of opportunities right like okay you're not going to put on a disney event every week but it doesn't mean that you can't help every week, right? Like, it doesn't mean you can't, instead of buying a coffee one day, like, drop it in a Salvation Army bucket or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, finding finding your own little ways to help. Um, but yeah, I think exactly. the other important thing is being, and I mean, this is something, uh, 
as a parent, you know, like after you have a kid, you get so wise. But like <laughs> as a parent, you, you you're constantly thinking about being a good role model for your kid and modeling good behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume most parents think this way. I mean, mine just could be from my teaching background, but like I think what what is the thing that my kid is going to take away from this too? Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the fact that her mom is a wicked singer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, she had fun at least. Yeah. Okay. So I think we need to talk about tickets. Okay. Because it was something that was totally stressing you out. And, <laughs> and I think that it's kind of important that we go over it because you know, other people might be in the same situation trying to sell an event. So why don't you let us know what happened with tickets? I was probably annoying, annoying you a lot because <laughs> that was my big fear was yeah. we promised the venue that we would fill the place and my big fear was not filling the place. Mm-hmm. So in the end, like, I, I guess, well, I mean, we, we did fill the place. We so, did. So that was ended up being awesome but the stress right up until the very end (laughs) well i think it's important to note that like on less than a week out we were still at just like a handful of tickets sold right yeah and a lot of promises that hadn't been fulfilled a lot of promises and then it was like within the span of the thursday friday saturday we just sold out completely so I think what happened is we had a first couple of big buys, and then we said to the people that promised, you know, <laughs> do it now, otherwise you're going to miss yeah. out. Yeah. And and then, boom, it was gone. And I think this is important, too, because this is something that happens probably in a lot of events. I mean, I'm not an event planner, but I think a lot of people don't really know what they're up to on the weekend, like maybe have two or three things that they think they might want to do, and then decide saturday morning this is the one we're doing yeah yeah i I mean that's exactly what happens which is why i'm a little mad (laughs) that a certain well not mad but you know it's disappointing that a certain saturday morning program on the radio that a lot of people listen to originally booked us to talk to us and then they canceled on us Mm -hmm. maybe you want to talk about that and what that was like yeah well so I know we were like humming back and forth whether or not we were going to even mention this, but I think it's kind of important because it's probably something that other people might find discouraging too. We had sent out a couple of media releases to basically anyone and everyone, and we got an answer from one and had gone back and forth to set up a time that we were going to get that interview. And then the, I think it was like the night before or even the morning of, Um, We got the email saying that they were going to do something else instead. So obviously, initially, it's a bit of a sting, but it just kind of goes to show that that's like a small speed bump and that when things like that happen, there are other ways that you compensate for the exposure or the reaction that you thought that that was going to get. So like, yes, we thought that that would have given us a little bit of push, what did we do instead? We really like hammered down on some more Facebook. We really like sought out those people that said they were going to buy and said, Hey, listen, this is like probably going to sell out. So you might want to get your ticket. Like I really, I wanted to include that 
in this podcast because the whole point of this is to give people like a super honest, clear picture of like what you would go through to put on an event. And then it's not the end of the world. And you can be upset, Jason, or, <laughs> or, or you could just say, okay, let's, what else do we do instead? Exactly. And I mean, that's, that's the way we purpose, we repurposed ourselves. Uh, yeah. I, I still hold a little bit of a grudge because <laughs> it is a program that I listen to most weeks. And when I listened to it, I was like, well, none of this stuff is as interesting as what we were doing. Um, but that's okay. It just made the show, you know, there's still a lot of power out there. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't get buy-in from those mainstream media channels, yeah. social media and your own network can provide oh, yeah. a great avenue to to have a successful event and and bring in the dollars that you're trying to bring in. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't try to get those media outlets. Like, definitely try for sure. And just if you don't get anything out of them, like, it's not a wasted opportunity. Exactly. Now, the day of. Yes. Let's talk about that. Okay. Because I got there <laughs> just before the event started. Yeah. <laughs> and you had been furiously texting me for a couple of hours before that. I, I think you arrived at the venue before anybody else was there trying to get in yeah um it was actually still locked when i got there that's what i figured <laughs> so maybe you can tell us you know because a venue like the one that we used mm -hmm. um hunter's public house which was an excellent host venue they you know they're used to hosting events and having things a certain way mm -hmm. so when you showed up to try and collaborate with them to make <laughs> make the space work for us yeah. how uh, how did that work well i think i want to say first like that it's so important to have a day of schedule and have a morning schedule. And we were really lucky that we had Erin on our team because um, she does this and she graciously reviewed what I like thought I had put together as a schedule and made some adjustments and like added specific times for everything and added like names and beside each task. So obviously the first thing you need to do is communicate with the event place to make sure that what you are expecting as a setup time is good for them um and charles was awesome and he said just come whenever he forgot to open the door for me but that's okay <laughs> i just knocked it was really great to have delegated tasks because when i got there there was a lot more than i thought needed to be done so even just a simple thing like peter setting up the karaoke machine there was a couple different ways that we could have set it up that we wanted to give a shot that we found out weren't going to work. So we had to make some adjustments. Um, we needed to figure out an appropriate spot to put the silent auction table. So luckily that's one thing that I delegated over to Lisa and Julie. And they also had to work with Charles because in a restaurant, they maximize the space so that they can get as many tables and people in as possible. And you don't want to take away a place that would be a customer, right? So it we had to kind of maneuver some tables around to make sure that, and also like you can't block a fire exit. Um, so really like a proper place to put the silent auction. I had thought that I was going to have time to go get balloons, but luckily Aaron <laughs> did that for me because there's no way I would have ran out to get them. Um, and just simple things like getting crayons and coloring pages and masks 
on tables. Like I needed someone to help me to do with that so that I could make sure that the karaoke machine was still being set up. And, and so like, it's so important to have so many details (laughs) and it's crazy. And like, you're you're making me feel guilty for showing up. (laughs) No, it's totally fine. That was the plan. That was the plan. Like you were not on the schedule to arrive early and like, if you plan for it, then it will be fine. And it was totally fine. And like, you got there exactly when we needed you to be so that you could take over the door and like take over the tickets and people coming in. Um, so yeah, like that's, I think that's something that's probably one of the only things that you really can't overlook when you're planning something like this, like literally the smallest task, like put crayons on the table, like give somebody that task. (laughs) So, so yeah, (laughs) somebody that's doing this event, somebody that's, listened to this podcast all the way through and has gotten to this point and is ready to go. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. big takeaway is day of have your tasks written down and have them assigned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time, like timed and a name beside each task. Whoa, and whoa, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about time. Yeah. Because time w- okay. was almost non-existent with our schedule, let's say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it- it was and it wasn't. We had what we wanted as time, and then you just be flexible. Because, like, we had a time that we wanted to get things rolling, um, but our phenomenal, amazing uh, Wish Foundation family got there just a little bit later than we thought. So, you know, we push it back a little bit for them, and that's a hundred percent okay right so oh so sorry i thought we started early um i can't remember if we started early or we started late we, st- we started and <laughs> oh, we started early <laughs> did we start early it's all kind of a blur right now in my head <laughs> we started about a half hour earlier than we planned to. oh well there you go <laughs> okay so the wish the wish family that came was phenomenal yes they were absolutely amazing um and i think i mean we'll talk about it a little bit later with tammy but I think that they were the perfect family because it really seemed like they absolutely loved being there and being part of it. Yes. So, like, they're a phenomenal family of four kids. They have a son, another daughter, and then twins. And the twins, Adrian is the wish recipient. She has Down syndrome. And what Kathleen told us in her speech is that often kids with Down syndrome will also have a cancer gene. So Adrian also has leukemia. She is on an oxygen tank, and she is just finishing up her first year of chemotherapy. Those kids, they were just in such high spirits. Adrian was an absolute doll. She was so sweet, and it was just, it was amazing to hear them talk. And Kathleen covered a bit why they chose the Children's Wish Foundation. So I didn't know this, but you get the choice in Canada between the Children's Wish Foundation and um, I forget the name of the other one and I don't want to throw any shade. But so the other foundation will not grant the wish for the child if the child cannot verbally express it. And that's really hard in certain situations 
for example, when your five-year-old has Down syndrome, it's a little bit harder for them to express verbally what their wish is. So the Children's Wish Foundation worked with the family to choose the wish for Adrian. And, And it was just like watching... Kathleen talk and and she got a bit teary-eyed at one point talking about Adrian's struggle I mean you're a parent and the financial burden not burden the financial that come with having a family like it can be hard and and having four kids and one with special needs and and health problems that's a lot on a family and so their wish was to go on a Disney cruise because they mentioned that D- Disneyland or Disney World or whatever is not going to be as accessible to their family. So a cruise was very accessible, and that's the wish that they went for. And I'm just like, man, that was... <laughs> really hard it was really hard i don't i don't think yeah there, there was a lot of people reaching for tissues and kleenex yeah yeah and it like talk about making you really appreciate the good health and family that you have right like but they were they were having such a blast and they were like a perfect family for this event really all right. Do you want to maybe talk about what we could have done differently and what we did great? Because we do think I need a little bit of applause on our back. <laughs> well, I think I think I could have ordered less inflatable microphones. For the kids. <laughs> I had eighty four, and I approximately I have approximately forty something left. I'm sure you'll find good use for them. Yeah. If anybody has use for inflatable microphones, let me know. Um. <laughs> In terms of of what went well, I mean, for the for the fact that we'd never done an event like this before, mm-hmm. I think everything went extremely well. Yeah. Looking back, could we have, I don't know, tried tried a little harder? I, I mean, but we did try. We tried to get a, a local organization that dresses up as Disney princesses in, and uh, we we didn't get replies for them. Yep. But um, if we were to do this again, I would really. I think having one of them host the entire event would be really cool. Yeah. I think I think it would probably be like we'd have to pitch them maybe even earlier than we did and it might be a matter of actually hiring one. Yeah. Which which I don't um I, I think it would have to go bigger than what we did. Yeah. Because otherwise we wouldn't be able to provide enough money for the Children's Wish Foundation. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that that was kind of a lot of our choices were along the lines, what can we do free or what can we trade for? Yeah. Or what can we get donated? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure I would have done anything differently. I mean, maybe the only thing we could have done is had our tickets and event page up sooner than we did. I mean, we had it up about... Even though even though we still sold all uh, the tickets and Yeah, that. <laughs> but we had it up for like six to eight weeks beforehand. Um, yeah. Maybe we could have had it up a little bit before that. Um, mm-hmm. It still worked out in the end, so it's it's hard to argue with the the results. I don't know what what do you think we could have done differently? What would you, what do you wish had gone a little bit differently? Um, I mean, I wish that you guys had dressed up with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> hey, hey, my my daughter was wearing her Anna. She dress. looked great. She looked real good. Yeah. Um, I I think yeah, yeah that one kind of got away from me. I full full plans to go full Mad Hatter and have my <laughs> wife be uh, Dormouse, but it just didn't work out that way. Yeah, I mean, I really I can't think of anything that I would have changed, and I'm not just saying that. Like, it just kind of seemed like everything that we wanted to happen happened like we wanted amazing silent auction prizes we got two phenomenal girls to get us some auction prizes we wanted to make sure that we didn't have to take care of social media because that's a lot we found someone that was more than happy to do it we had this really fun podcast we had an amazing event planner on our side we weren't like we got a venue that donated the entire venue like that alone is more than we could have asked for um everyone that donated their time like we really it's kind of like everybody was just on board for us and i i mean i don't want to say luck because i think that once you start talking to a lot of people you realize that they're mostly on your side and they will do this yeah well i mean i don't i want to say luck either because i think it's just a matter of of moving forward and doing it yeah. Um, yeah, it's like sure. you said, anything can be a good bu- good idea. Bubblegum is a good idea. Somebody thought of that. <laughs> That's a quote right there. Um, I'm proud of that quote. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, it's hard to say what we could have done differently. I mean, we still have one major thing that we still have to do. Two major things, Which really. Um, one, mm-hmm. we have to phone Tammy. And tell yeah. her what our total is. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. And then we also have to get out to our everybody that that helped us out. So, mm-hmm. people that donated, people uh, businesses that donated for silent auction. Yeah. Um, Charles, our venue sponsor, Peter, and everybody, and let them know just how much. Yeah. Much we were yeah. able to raise with these efforts, and and mm-hmm. with them as being part of yeah. it. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, that reminds me of something that I want to make sure um, that we mention which was kind of part of my day of schedule too, is that we got little thank you cards and little candy for everyone that helped out. We, you, you did that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was, I was going to put you in on it. It's just, that's like, I mean, you're obviously going to follow up and, and do like a formal thank you, but just kind of a small token of appreciation. Like I think that's important not to forget to do. Okay. So should we call Tammy? Let's do it. So we are very excited for this little numbers game. Well, well, first, before we do that, Tammy, how do you think the event went? I mean, you were there. (laughs) Um, In terms of third-party events, what's kind of your impression? You know what? It was outstanding, Jason, to be honest. Like, you guys (laughs) well-prepared. And, you know, just to to know that it's just a group of individuals in the community that just, you know, really want to put something together it was so professionally done the silent auction was amazing you know you covered all of the major points you know as far as covering so you know getting it the marketing go up and going uh, as soon as you have the idea in place which is fantastic you were very uh, aggressive with the marketing and promotion <laughs> of it and i think that's key for a lot of third party events is to get the word out there and, and make it easier easy for people either to donate to the event or to attend the event mm-hmm. and also you know the, dif- the different components of it you know that, that's one thing I noticed is you know it wasn't 
a free for all. It wasn't <laughs> what it was, but it was it was very it was structured. You know, you yeah. Know, the greeter at the beginning, you know, telling them what how the afternoon's gonna go. There, you know, there was the silent auction table. It had fantastic prizes. You know, you know the, the appropriate list on how you know to donate the increments. The prizes were fantastic, and then you know your entertainment, your structure, your agenda for the day, all of the key points to facilitate a, a really well done event um, were checked off. You know, mm-hmm. I really thought it it went amazingly, and I I hope you guys agree. <laughs> Yeah, well, we think so. I, I think so. Yeah, I think it felt like we were flying a little bit by the seat of our pants, but um, didn't translate absolutely. Came and I we have to thank you because we think you picked the perfect the perfect wish family to come and tell us yeah. their story and participate because it really seems like they had a great time too. They were incredible. And I knew that, like I know I know Catherine and and uh, Adrian and and uh, you know Paul and and all the kids. They mm-hmm. I knew the family was big, and I knew they were kind of in that kind of age range and, mm-hmm. I, and I also knew that Catherine is really well spoken with her story mm-hmm. and it really does translate to the people that are there because you know they want to know where they're where they, how they're impacting like where they're what they're supporting who they're supporting and what that impact is on the actual family mm-hmm. so having her there and, and Paul there to, to speak very you know candidly and some raw, raw to the audience, they actually get to see it firsthand, and that translates when it comes to, uh, you know, your your attendees to, you know, contribute, to be more generous, which, you know, obviously you want to do because you want to raise as much as you can for Children's Wish, but the the kids had a blast, Adrian had a blast, all of the kids had a, a wonderful time, and it was it was really, a, it was really a great afternoon. Well, they, they really got their message across, and I think one of the things, and it's not included in our total here, but like a donation that was made, and I don't know if the individual wants me to say it or not, but there is um, an eighteen-year-old, eighteen-year-old uh, man who is he's the son of someone we know that was attending. <laughs> he's the son of someone we know that was attending who works part time. Uh, he actually stepped up and bought lunch for that wish family. Yeah, the whole family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. His mother was very proud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're making me tear up a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to have that kind of, I, I don't know, I, that, that impresses me, to have that kind of thought for an 18-year-old who works part-time, mm-hmm. who that's probably a couple shifts for him at least. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not, it wouldn't have been cheap for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a six-person family, you know, and, and you know, that is that is outstanding, and I am so touched to hear that. Yeah. I think that's the kind of stuff that maybe hopefully down the line, like he might think, oh, I could do like an event like this and help people out. Like he's already got the generosity in him, obviously. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. So Tammy, you mentioned that there was a lot of components and I think that's important to say too, because so the money that we raised didn't come from one single avenue and we'll sort of list these out. Jason and I have a list of each component and how much we raised in that so that people can see that like, there's a lot of ways that money can come into here. Mm-hmm. So I'll let Jason sort of... Well, I think before we start, yeah. let's just revisit. You, you gave us a goal to reach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just want to revisit that before we go through yeah. our list here. <laughs> so a goal for, for a, a fundraiser of this size. Do you remember what the goal you gave us was? I believe it was $1,000. Yeah, you said between 500 and and $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> so 
we're, we're pretty pleased with where we <laughs> yeah. ended up. So, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so our event, Bright, which was the place that we did our ticket sales through, totaled 586 was the number that went to Eventbrite, but 540 was the payout. So we did have to pay some for the ticket sales, and that was for the transactions and things like that. Absolutely. But still, 540 already has us in that goal range. <laughs> yeah. Already over 50% of what your goal was just in ticket sales before the event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we had set up, as you mentioned, an online um, like community donation page where people who couldn't attend we're still able to donate, and um, I mean, that was kind of where we guilt-tripped our families who don't live here a bit. Um, we don't have children at all. <laughs> yeah, so those online donations gathered 681. Fantastic. Yeah. Perfect. So we are over that amount, but there's still more. <laughs> yeah. Because Charles at the restaurant, uh, Hunter's Public House, yes. wanted to make sure that we were successful, so... He gave us a dollar from every kid's meal, went towards it, as well as off of some of his select beers. So, personally, I contributed $2 <laughs> to this for the two beers that I drank. But Charles gave us $150 towards the cause. Oh, that's fantastic. And you know what? That was never set up before that event, right? It was he, not pr- pr- set up prior. No, he told us that morning that he was going to do that. Okay, okay, great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, just him being there at it, you know, seeing the event and having some of his staff see the event, I think it really solidified that, yeah, that, that was a, a really great call for him to make. Yeah. Fantastic. And, yeah. And so then you mentioned our silent auction table, which we were really proud of how that went. The girls got some amazing prizes. Everything and, went. We, yeah, everything went, and we got 830 from the silent auction. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> excellent. Okay, so we did also have an on-site donation box, which we put some of our extra ticket sales at the door in there. Yep. Um, but then some people give donations as well. And maybe you want to give us that total, if you remember it? 142 even. Amazing. Perfect. Um, and then... We had our karaoke guy. His name is Peter. I've known Peter for a really long time, and he does karaoke every week. And he had asked his usual patrons that he had seen earlier to give us a donation. So he got us $67. Nice. Oh, wow. So I don't know if you're adding up yet. (laughs) Um, Adding up. I'm just writing. Yeah. (laughs) Selena and I had, uh, well, a, a bit of a stretch goal in mind. Jason we, stretched the goal. <laughs> we wanted to hit 2,500. 2,500, wow. Yeah. And I gave you a goal of 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at this point, we were sitting at $2,410. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> my sweet, wonderful grandmother, who had already donated 100 at the very beginning and got my whole family to donate, oh. talked to her brother about the cause and just last week, sent he sent us a check for two hundred dollars. Oh my! <laughs> so, our grand total for this event two thousand six hundred and ten dollars. Oh my god! That's fantastic. <laughs> so more. That's what two hundred sixty percent of what I gave you. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So we are super excited about that. (laughs) And to be honest, I feel a little bit guilty because, like, what we did is, is, well, Selena directed everybody, but (laughs) 
we divided up the work and the team brought it together mm-hmm. and I don't know, it didn't feel like it took that much. No. Well, you know what, and that's what it comes down to, you know, if you've got, you know, you can start with a couple of individuals, like we discussed in the, in the second podcast when we when we did our podcast together, um, is, you know, it really just has to start with one or two people, and it started with you guys, and then it, it makes it so much easier and so much, um, it's, well, first of all, it's funner when you have a group, yeah. you know, I'm sure you, your team, like, they work fantastic. <laughs> You start with one or two that want to do something, and then you just bring them on board, and it just it makes it do, it does make it seem like so much easier, less daunting. Fundraising is it's super; it's not easy for mm-hmm. sure. But if you've got a team put together, and it seems like you had, you know, individuals with with a skill set that was varying, and you could identify that and put them in the right spot for what for what you thought they could do, and they really did it well. If you have a team and you work together, and it, you know, I'm glad that you said that, Jason. It, it didn't seem like it was a whole ton of work, which mm-hmm. it really shouldn't be, because you know, we don't we don't want our we don't want our community event planners to feel like it's a whole ton of work, because we want you guys to enjoy the experience and feel inspired and fulfilled at the end, so that you know, it, it's something that you might consider down the road. You know, mm-hmm. to be honest, the hardest part was walking up to my wife afterwards and saying, okay, it's over. It's time to put down the microphone. Back away. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thanks, Selena and Jason. Wonderful job. Congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, okay. So we're back, and that was amazing. And I hope you guys were as excited as we were to hear our total. Another thing we did that I think is, if you can, is awesome, is that uh, we had a volunteer photographer. It was a friend of mine, Natalie, and she took some amazing photos. And if you're going to plan to do that, don't forget to put a disclaimer on either the ticket or the website when people buy it. And if you guys are interested in seeing the photos, and I think you should because they are awesome, lots of super cute kids dressed up. <laughs> we'll, put it, we'll, we'll put the link in the description. Um, but it's all there. We we said to everybody, you know what? If if you have a problem with us taking pictures, let us know. We won't take them. We won't post them. And we didn't have a single person say, "Don't do that." Yeah. So it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, which was awesome. So, well, first mm-hmm. off, I want to say thank you, Selena, because you got me involved with this. Um, <laughs> after my big mouth spouted, you showed up and you said, "Jason, this is happening, whether you want it to want to do it or not." Could the have truth said is, no. <laughs> I could have said no, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. And and I, I don't want to. I don't want this to be too much of a rant, but I mean, when so in high school in a lot of provinces now, um, in some states I'm sure there's requirements for volunteering and people just go and they check off their hours. For me, there was no such requirement when I went through high school, but I still did a lot of volunteering through sports coaching that kind of thing and i did that all through my 20s oh. I, I did a lot of like giving back to sports and things like that i never uh-huh. really did fundraising except when it was related to the sport but all that's important too and then what happens in your kind of late 20s early 30s is you get busy uh-huh. with just life it seems that way at least but <laughs> i gotta say like as i said with tammy like like and maybe maybe the rest of the team is is glaring at me when I say this, but 
it wasn't as much work as I thought it would be to do something. Yep. So if somebody's sitting there and they've listened to this podcast and if you've binged this podcast, you have more than enough time. You need to stop <laughs> listening now. Press stop. But thank you for and, listening. <laughs> and go do something. Go do something. I yeah. don't care what it is. I mean, it can be fundraising for somebody. It can be volunteering. It can be visiting the senior home. It could be going to the hardware store, buying a pair of tongs, and cleaning your street up, um, picking up some trash for a little bit. Anything that you can do to make a positive impact in your community, if you're not taking some time at least once or twice a year to go and do that, then you're not participating and you're part of the problem. Yeah. And I was part of the problem. Oh. And hopefully I'm not part of the problem anymore and I've, I've my can, view has adjusted. I can guarantee that you are no longer part of the problem. Well, I hope not. <laughs> um, and, and, and like... There are just a million, a million ways that you can, that you can just help right a million ways yeah it's like it's like that it's it's like a thousand a thousand hands trying to make something happen like if you think of everything that could use help in the city if everybody just took five ten minutes a day and tried to do something positive just imagine how amazing this place would be yeah not that it isn't great anyway i mean i like living here but it can be so much better (laughs) it's yeah absolutely i think you just i think you nailed it sorry that's my rant you can, you, you can add if you want to. I mean, I like I don't think there's much more to add, right? Like, I think that it's really easy to say you're too busy. Like, even I say it sometimes, and I don't. I don't even have a kid. I just I'll I go to work and then I went to spin after that, and I'm like, oh man, I was so busy. But like, it's it, you can find it. You can find ten minutes. You can find five minutes to go through the coffee drive through and buy one for the person behind you. You can keep an extra granola bar in your purse, and when you see someone on the street that is really struggling, you can give it to them. Like, you don't have to put on an event, although we hope that some of you do, but it's, it's easy. Man, it's just so easy. Good rant. Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, okay. so I have a, I have a special little surprise for you. Yeah, it's literally, it literally says Jason's secret ending yeah. on the on, on the paper. So, so I'm I'm hoping this is gonna work. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play okay. play you a recording. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Iris, can I ask you what we did yesterday? Yeah. What did we do yesterday? I don't know. Do you remember? <laughs> we went to. We went to a, a thing about parties. Yeah. Was that fun? Yeah. Yeah? Did you sing a lot of songs? Yeah. What did you sing? I go, a beauty and a beast. <laughs> so after all that singing, can I ask you a really important question? Yeah. Who's the best princess? Leia. I'm, <laughs> I'm raising her right. That's your daughter if I've ever heard one. <laughs> you are just killing it as a parent <laughs> okay that's that's not the surprise secret ending though okay <laughs> what's the surprise secret ending see um i i actually have a, a connection that i was talking to and they're in we just have to sell two thousand tickets 
Oh my god. Are you, are you serious? Oh my god, are you joking? Yeah, I'm completely messing with you. <laughs> okay, I just had a heart attack. <laughs> oh my god, I was literally like, okay. Alright, we just did that rant about people <laughs> helping their community. I can't turn this down. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I'm not saying no forever. I'm just saying no for right now. Okay, so... I guess that's it then, is it? That's it for me. So, a huge thank you to everyone involved. All the businesses that donated, all our friends and family and strangers who helped by either buying a ticket or donating online. Um, Tammy from the Children's Wish Foundation for guiding us along. Special thank you to Alexander. You know what you did. You're awesome. Never change. Thanks to Charles and the team at Hunter's Public House. And thank you, Selena. Thank you, Jason. And remember, if you're ever in town, please stop by for a cup of tea or a song. We like both. Until next time.